0: areas. Welcome to Man in the Mirror. I'm your host, Hezekiah Montgomery, along with our co-host, Nichelle Johnson. Are you keeping warm tonight, Nichelle?
1: I'm trying, but it's hard, Hezekiah. It's cold out there.
0: Is, uh, the weather outside is frightful, and it's truly it is not delightful. So we can actually go back to that old song. But, again, welcome to Man in the Mirror. Um, We are truly honored this evening because, you know, to start the new year off, we have a good dear friend of ours, Minister Diane Harris. This is a dynamite woman of God. She has a story, and we are just truly honored to have her on this evening. Welcome to the show, Minister Diane.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you having me here. Um, you and your wife, I appreciate you so much. Thank you again.
0: Not a problem. Um, when you sign on, you know, for those who are just signing on, you can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash and dash the mirror. Um, and the show will be in... The uh, Michelle will be in her room, and she will be, you know, if you guys sign on, she will be actually talking in the chat room. If you have any questions for our guests, that will be there. We have the uh, event page. If you have any questions, you can go there as well. Um, when the show is over, you know, it will be on demand in the next 30 minutes, and I will put that up there so everybody on the Internet will be able to hear. Hear. This you know wonderful woman of God tell us her story. If you have any questions, please press number one on your phone and you'll be put in our queue. And as as always, we will begin with prayer before we move forward with um, the live interview with Minister Diane Harris. Dear gracious heavenly father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord for lying down last night. Lord, thank you, Lord, for our uprising a day we've never seen before, Lord. We truly just thank you, Lord, for love, grace, mercy. Your mercies are endure every morning. Your mercies are new every morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word, which is your love letter to us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can just talk to you daily. We thank you, Lord, you know, for Minister Diane coming on in, just willingness to tell us her story, Lord. Please continue to strengthen her as she speaks tonight. Strengthen us as we're here just to as vessels used by you, Lord. Bless all our listening audience, Lord, from, you know, from all over the world who have been listening. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for man in America. Continue to bless us tonight. Bless this guest again tonight and those who will be on this new year, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us over to 2018 from 2017, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for everything you've done and are going to do. And we will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. And we ask all you things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to start the show off before we even, you know, have her. I'm going to read a little bit about this young lady. We're in a devout Christian household with two parents who served as ordained ministers. So that means she was a PK. Diane Harris knew of the Lord at a young age. Each Sunday was spent in church for the morning service until evening services. During early adulthood, Diane strayed away from the foundation but she was raised. However, and that's a however. And I did an episode yesterday introducing this show. And I looked up the word however. The definition and you know it's still in my says used to introduce a statement that contrasts with or seems to contradict something that has been said previously, you know, we're going to do a show later on about however. But however, something happened. She never parted. The Lord has seen her through many trials and tribulations, from heavy drinking and a near-death experience as a result of childbirth complications to, to single motherhood. I'm not going to go on from there because there's a little bit more, but I want, you know, again, I want to introduce everyone to Minister Diane Harris. She's going to, you know, introduce, you know, she's going to tell us about herself. She's going to tell us about her church and then, you know, where she's, you know, at right now and, you know, how the Lord is using her. But she's going to tell us her story. But the Lord gave me this in Lamentations 322. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed well, his compassions never fail. they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness and with that because of his compassion his compassion never fails. So with that Minister Diane Diane we want you to come on. we want you to come and tell us your story. you know what I mean now, I know we've been telling everybody people been you know trying to figure out but so tell us your story you know from the beginning. the platform is now yours. Don't hold nothing back because we want, I'm going to be asking questions.
1: Amen. Amen. I thank you so much. I, I give honor to God and all of his glory. He has been so good to me. Um, and if anybody ever doubted God, I can tell them my story, and they want to know he's real. Um, people who know me from my past, they say it's strange to see you in this type of way because they didn't know me on this side. They knew me on the other side, the the carnal and the worldly side. They knew me there. So when they look at me now, they're like, oh, that's hard to believe. And then the people who knows me now can't believe that my past was what it was. So I do give honor to God. I bless his holy name. Because I'm going to tell you, he pulled me out of some mess right on time. But, um, yes, I was raised in a household where both parents were um, preachers. And I was the PK kid. Yes, I was. And you know how we did. <laughs> <laughs> So um, my mother made a mistake. Uh, The only mistake I I can say she ever made in her life, as far as I'm concerned, is she, I crossed 21, and she gave me the option to either go to their church or find another church, you know, to continue to go go along with them. And I'm like, okay, deuces, because I got my option, so I decided to leave. And um, I got out here in the world, and I ran around for years and years and years, and, and it was just now, in retrospect, I know it was just not, It was just a waste of time, you know, so that's why I teach my children. I lean on my children, and I, I try to push them in the right direction because I know the mistakes I made. I said, I can't let you do the same things I did. I, I just can't because I know right from wrong. You know, I learned a lot from my from my era. So um, years and years go past. I'm partying, and I'm having fun, and I'm drinking, and and the jump right to my 40s because, see, I was in my 40s running out to the club. Looking real ridiculous now that I look back. Started having these encounters with the Lord. And and the thing about it is I did not have a relationship with God at all. All those years my parents had me in church, I did not have a relationship. I had none whatsoever. I knew of God, but I didn't. I did not have a relationship with him. You know, just because you're in church don't mean that you're saved. You can sit in church for years and don't grow. You know, so, but the thing that that happened that I I can look back on and I know without a doubt, the seed was still planted. The seed was planted. I was there physically, but mentally I was not. But the seed was still planted, you know, and I I think that's why uh, even when I was going out clubbing and drinking, I still took my kids to church. And and I was thinking about that earlier today. I said, now, I would go out on a Friday night. Saturday night and still get up and take them to church on a Sunday because there was something about that deep-rooted thing that I knew that worked. I just, I guess I was in rebellion. You know, when I look back, I'm like, I was in rebellion. But I did not have that relationship with God. So he started coming at me really hard and really strong. I was in my, like I said, I was in my 40s one night. My girlfriend called up. They said, oh, we going out? You coming with us? And I'm like, sure, I'll meet you there. And they, wasn't like, they were like, no, 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 we're going to pick you up. Now that's the first time that's ever happened because every time we went somewhere, I was the driver. I drove, and I met them there. But this particular night, I decided, okay, I'm gonna let y'all pick me up. And you know, I was home going through my ritual. I had my Jack Daniels out. I had my bath water around. I had my wig out, my my long fall wig, and I had my little stilettos out, and I was gonna step out. I had the OJ's playing, and I get to the top of my step to go out that door, and I fell from the top of the steps. All the way down to the bottom. And I remember, oh so vividly, I jumped up. I was wow. mad because I had broke my heel and I tore my stockings. And I don't, I, don't, I, w- I wasn't talking to God. I, look, I When I looked back, I said, who was I talking to? Because I was like, I'm still going out. I don't care what happened. I'm still going out. Ran upstairs, changed my clothes, got dressed, went on out. And that was the worst night of my life. And and my kids would tell you I stayed in the clubs um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night sometimes after church, you know. So I couldn't understand what was going on because I wasn't in my Bible, you know. My parents was, you know, yeah, they they told this around the house, but you know, in in one ear and out the other, I wasn't really paying attention. So I could not understand why I was so unhappy that night. And I know we were driving out to um, near Andrews Air Force Base, some little hotel out there that had a club going thing going down in the bottom of the um, basement. So I was driving, we were driving down the road and I was so unhappy. I remember looking out at the sky and I had tears in my eyes. I was like, what in the world is going on? I was like, oh my God. That phrase, oh my God, was something I was just doing out of habit. It wasn't because I had a relationship with God again. You know, so I was like, I don't e I d couldn't understand what was going on. I said Some, something is shifting in my life and I don't know what's going on. You know, but I get to the club and I was sitting in there so unhappy. I was ready to cry, cause it was just like I did not want to be here. It was like I, he broke that thing that night, and I know he came there and sit down beside me on that. He came there and sit right beside me on that stool. I know he met me in that place. And um, after that, I never went back again. But when I got home, like maybe a few weeks after, you know, on from that day forth on, I was having consistent. I was having consistent dreams. and and visions, and my father was alive at the time, and I didn't understand what was going on, so every time something happened, I wouldn't run into my parents' house. You know, so the first night, I remember um, laying in my bed, and Diana was off to um, Frostburg State. She had just started Frostburg. Dominique was in her room asleep, and I was laying in my bed on my side, and it was dark, and then I just felt something like I could feel the presence of something coming the room, And I wasn't scared. It wasn't a fearful thing or anything like that. And I felt the bed go down as if somebody sat on it. So I turned and I looked, and there was nobody there. And I said, that was weird. And then I felt this, well, you can't really feel it, but I knew it was an embrace. It embraced me so affectionately. It took my breath away. And then I I looked up at the clock, and it's like 3.30. So consistently every night, 3.30, my eyes just popped open. And I was, like, weirded out by it. told so my father I said it got to the point where I would, like, turn real slow, look at, look at the clock. I said, if this is 3.30, I don't even know what I'm going to do. So my father was like, he said, Diane, he said, what's going on? is the Lord is calling you to him. And I said, for what? <laughs> you know, I was just oblivious. I'm like, why? Because I'm like, I'm trying to have my life. I'm trying to have my fun. He said he's calling you. He, he's calling you to come closer to him. He's drawing you closer. And I'm like, okay. You know, so I go back home. And then I have another, I have this major vision. So I'm standing at my window, and I'm looking out the window. It was dark. It was really dark. Diana wasn't home again, and Dominique was asleep. And I was standing at my window. It was around 10 o'clock at night, and the moon was shining. It was real bright white. And I remember looking at it, and I was like, I said, oh, that thing is really white. And then it started expanding. And I'm standing at the window now. In my mind, I'm standing here, I'm, I'm looking out at, this, at the moon, and it's real dark outside because I have woods behind my house. And the moon expands, and then in within that moon I see two doves, and the uh, wings are expanded, and they're moving in slow motion. They're flapping so much, and I'm thinking to myself now, if that moon is that white, why can I see white doves in it? You can't see white on white, you know. So I'm thinking, okay, now this is a little weird. And then I see a carriage, the, the carriage like with cart with a carriage that would carry a coffin. You know the horse would pull. I, I saw that in the picture, and then I saw the face. I saw a vision of a man's face, and it faded away. And when I woke up, I, I was in my bed, and I sit up, and I and I stood up in the middle floor, and I started crying. I am like, I didn't even know what came over me. I'm gonna tell you, I did not have a relationship with God, you know. So I'm standing on my floor and I'm crying, and I just go in the kitchen. And I pull over my little candy my little candy cabinet, which was my, all my alcohol. I had gin. I had hypnotic. I had Jack Daniels. I had it all down there. I just took it all out, and I just poured it out. And I'm looking at my hands like, what are you all doing? <laughs> and so I'm pouring all of this stuff out, and I never – he took the taste completely out of my mouth. Never drank again. And I was so, like, overwhelmed with everything that was going on. So these visions and these dreams – continued to flow. I mean, they were like almost every night he was meeting me in my room, and it was doves. I kept dreaming about steeples. I was dreaming about churches and steeples, and I could hear tambourines, and I could hear, and I was, and constantly I would go to my parents' house. They lived like around the corner, basically, and I would go in and I would sit on the couch and I would tell my father. I said, "Oh my God, I said I'm dreaming about this." And he said, "Diane, go to church." I'm like, "But, huh?" I'm like, "I said, but I, I don't. I'm not ready." And he was like. God is calling you. So he would always minister to me, him and my mother. They would sit, they would talk to me, and they would tell me things now. And I felt a little ashamed because I'm in my 40s, and I'm out here running the street like I'm crazy. You know, so, um, so my father, he just explained more and more to me. I go home again, and then I dream of my father's death. I dreamt that I saw him in a coffin, and this was twice, but I never said nothing to him. I said, I'm not going to tell him that, and, it was, and I was disturbed by that. I was really shaken, you know, but um, I was so hungry for the Word. Every every night God was coming, and he was something was this Holy Spirit was all in that place. And I remember I woke up one day. I was so hungry for the Word. I went through my Bible. Then I got up. I went to the library, and I got everything I could find on Dove and Holy Spirit. I got everything I could find, and I was reading. I remember sitting in the bed, and I was reading it, and I was reading it, and then Dominique knocked on my door, and I, hide, I hid it because I didn't want her to know what was going on. I never said anything around her when I was talking to my parents. I always had her go out the house because I didn't want to scare her. I wasn't sure everything that I was experiencing myself. So she came in the room and she said, Mommy, I said, what? And she said, I had a dream. I said, what you dream? You know, because I, I was like right there in that zone right then. I'm like, what did you dream? And she said, well, I was standing in the living room. With my friend, her, her friend name was Paige. She said, and I, in my living room, I had sliding glass doors, and I always kept the shades wide open because, like I said, it was nothing but woods out the back, and we were higher up. And she said, I was standing at the door. She said, I was standing facing the door, and Paige was beside me. And she said, this big white bird started coming towards me real slow. I said, what kind of bird? And she said, he was really big. She said, and when he came to the window, his beak stopped. She said, he looked right at him. And then it turned around and flew away. She said, she asked her friend, Paige, did you see that? And Paige was like, I don't see anything.
2: She said, you had to
1: see it. It was a bit... So in the meantime, I pull open my book, and I'm flipping through the different birds. And I said, Dominique, I said, what does it look like? And I'm just flipping through birds. And I get to that white dove, and she stopped. Boom, right there. Okay. I was just totally done. <laughs> I, said, I said, God, okay. What up? Your will be done. Your will be done. And after that, it was history. And, um... I was dreaming so much. He was showing me so many things. You know, he showed me, I was, uh, oh, my God, he showed me myself in a collar. And still, I hadn't even, I did not have a relationship with God. And he showed me this, myself in a collar. And I told my mother, I said, oh, my God. I said, and and I think I only shared it with my mother and Diana. I never told anybody else. I never told anybody else, not until just a few, maybe a couple of years ago. I told my pastor. But, um, you know, so I went, I went through a, a lot of transition. And God, he did it, like, abruptly. He did it in an instant. He delivered me, like, overnight. I went to sleep one way and woke up another way and never and never went back. And not because I'm trying not to, but because he had a hold on me. And he keeps his hands on me, and he keeps I standing in the shelter of, of the Almighty. And I'm like, God, I'm so grateful because he he pulled me in and he tucked me under his wings. And I'm like, I'm so grateful. Not just me, the God, he pulled my children. You know, and I thank God for that because I was negligent as a parent. I would go out and leave them home many nights. But I prayed, God, cover my kids. But it was more important for me to go out in the street. You know, so a lot of people who I had um, friendships with at that time, they just started dropping off. I mean, I couldn't even understand. I couldn't even explain at the time what was happening. I'm like, they were getting mad at me for nothing. You know, like I had to go to the hospital with my mother, and they want to know, well, how come you didn't come to my party? My mother's sick. Well, that's not a reason. That's a, And they're dropping off, and now I understand why people say, everybody's not going where you go. And and some people will start dropping out of your life. And um, so they dropped off. And, um, and again, all, at at, all, at the same time, I'm not understanding everything that's going on. But as I continue... To grow in the Lord, and I and I realized that when that three thirty clock hit, I was on my knees praying, and I was giving Him the glory, and I was thanking Him, and then I started reading my Bible more. He was, I was, I just had this hunger to get in that Word, and it was almost like, like you starving. It was like that that deep hunger where I would get in that Word and I would read it and I would meditate on it, and I got, I felt so in love with Jesus. I felt so in love with Him until it was a point where I went down in the family room and I put up some sheer curtains right in a little corner. I put some sheer curtains up and when I entered into those curtains, which was nine o'clock every night, it was just me and him time. You know, it was just I, I host him. <laughs> I hosted him and I set it up really you know, I just had a candle, I had my candle in, I had my Bible in there and I was sitting there, I would read or I would um I would just talk. You know, I would sing to him or I would just sit and be still. You know, but those were the greatest times where I experienced him the most is when I put all of me into him, and that's what I told That's just what I told my church because um, my pastor had told us to get a book, and it was called Hosting the Presence. I mentioned it at Pastor Stanley's Church, and he got this book. He told us to – no, he actually gave me that book. He said, I want you all to read this book. He said, it's really good. So I got the book, and I'm reading it, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, Wow, it was answering a lot of questions because when my father passed, and he did, like, shortly after I had that dream, and um, when he passed, that's when I had put up the private place for me and him, my my little private space for me and God. I took it down because my mother moved, and then I never put it back up again. But you know how the Holy Spirit nudge you a little bit? You know when he's nudging you to do something, you know it down in your knower. And I said, okay, Lord. I said, i tell you what. I said, I'm gonna give, and I pray to Him every day. I pray to Him all day. I, I sing to Him driving to work. Sing to Him driving home. I sit at my desk. I pray to Him. You know, I, I, I pray all the time. It says pray without ceasing, and I do. But it was that special extra mile that I put into it that I really know He honors. So I told, I said, God, you said, I said, you get me my own place again. I said, I'm gonna tell you. I'm I'm coming back in there at nine o'clock. It's gonna be me and you, just like it was then. I'm gonna give you all of that time. And I tried to do it before, you know. I would get into my little quiet place at home, you know. But when you got a lot of activities around, it's hard to focus. So he blessed me this past weekend with my own home. And guess what I'm doing? Yes, sir. I went out. I started shopping. I got I I got my items that I want to put in the room. I've got my Bible. I got my cut my I get my throw pillows on the floor. And I'm going to give him that time because I feel like I, I just can't give him enough to thank him for bringing me from where he brought me and the way he did it. You know, miraculous things just started happening in my life as I, as I submitted to him and as I, I, I started giving him more of my time and praying to him and loving on him. You know, it's an exchange. When you have a relationship with God, it's an exchange because yes, I go into His presence, but he, you know He pours into me, but I can give Him back too, you know. And I and I and I honor Him so, you know. So um, I, I'm just grateful to God because He came and He turned He turned my life around like suddenly, it was suddenly, and I give Him all of the praise, I give Him all of the glory, and He's still blessing me, you know. I, I teach my children, um. If you don't do anything else in your whole life, you better tithe. Stay in his face and you tithe. Give your 10%. doesn't matter what people are doing with it. You, you God going to honor you for doing what you're supposed to do. He'll handle all the other stuff. You do what you're supposed to do. Malachi says, give me your 10%. You know, And, and so and we tithe. And um, he'll open the windows of heaven. This house that I'm in right now is almost a $400,000 house. And with my income, my, my pastor always tells me, he tells the whole church, don't look at your income. If you look at your income, you might not be able to afford it. Step out on faith. You're tired of step out on faith and know God is going to do what He said He's going to do. So I did that, and I, you know, He blessed me with a BMW, it's a 2017 BMW, and I'm like, I'm not even looking, but I'm not looking at no paycheck. I'm trusting God, and God said I would give you the desires of your heart, and I and I know that He's faithful, and I and I trust Him and I believe Him. And I'm gonna keep on walking that that line of faith because that's where my blessings lie. And I teach that to my children. And I, I talk to the the people at church about it, you know. And and I'm just grateful. I'm I'm so grateful and it's overwhelming just to think about. Sometimes I'm driving home and I just think I go back to that bedroom where he met me at. I go back there and I'm like, wow, how he just he just he just he's a big he's a big God. He just came in and he did what he wanted to do, and I welcome him. I'm like, you have your way in my life because everything that I did was wrong. Everything, everything I did, I made a mess up about it. I, I made a mistake. Some things he ordered because he will order your steps. Some things had to happen. My children had to happen because right now they're doing ministry. Um, he had Dominique in ministerial training class. And Diana, she's doing her, 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 her photography ministry. and My pastor, he's, he's pushing her and working with her with that. So we're grateful that he have us where we're at as well. Because it all, God orchestrates everything. You know, so the whole thing, the impact I'm trying to make is God can do what he wants to do. All you have to do is open up and give it to him. You know, I'm working with some young girls on my job, and I know he had me there for a reason. And, and I, 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 I never knew what it was until maybe, like, maybe maybe seven years ago. And I've been there about ten years. So the first three years, I'm like, why am I here? Why are these people getting on my nerves? Yak yak yak, and all I was doing was complaining. So I had to learn how to shut up. And sometimes you have to say, be still and know that I am God. It's a reason. You know, if he say I'll order your steps, then I already know that I'm there for a reason. And the way he orchestrated that, it was all God. It was it was all God. So the reason why I'm there is because there's a whole lot of young women there who come to me for, actually for advice. And I'm like, wow, Lord, so I, I, I finally got it when I got my eyes off of me because it's not about me. And I put my eyes on what he need me for and what he need my light to shine because there's a lot of deceit going on in there. He need my light to shine. And while I'm watching all of the destruction going around me, he keeps me covered in my area because everybody going gone crazy. And I'm sitting there like doing my little work, smiling and praying and blessing his name. You know, so, but I do minister to people at work, you know, try to help them out as much as I can and tell them the scripture uh, you know, help them to download the um, Bible on their phones, tell them how to use it. and You know, because a lot of them don't know Christ. They don't even go to church. So I invite them out. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. We're ministering to people. And it's about the souls. You know, so God delivered me so that I could help other people. My first, I was actually out with Pastor Stanley. Um, my first encounter with somebody after my deliverance was in the front of a liquor store. And I, post, I told Pastor Stanley, I said, isn't that funny, because I was getting ready to drink myself to death because before God snatched me out the enemy was on my heels. I was drink I went from I went from drinking on a Saturday night to hitting that Jack Daniels almost every night. Monday through Sunday. I was drinking and I remember sitting in my bed saying, Why am I drinking like this? You know, I had a lot of questions back then. I did not have a relationship with God. But thanks be unto God that He loved me enough. To pull me up out of it, because the enemy wanted me, um, he wanted me bad. He wanted me real bad, because I, I was drinking almost every night, and I wasn't diluting my drinks. I was my Jack Daniels stood on top of my bottle. And but so he came in and he delivered me from myself. So I, and then the first person he threw in my face, he had me encounter with, was a man stumbling out of a bar. I said, "Sir, let me tell you about a God, I know. He was like, well, I I just need you to pray for me because I I need help to stop drinking. I'm like, oh, my God, I I just cried. I said, Lord, use me. I said, use use this vessel so that we can get some souls out here. So you can have these souls. These souls are yours. You know, I said, but use me any way you want to, oh, God. I said, use me any way you want to. Hallelujah. And I thank him that he saw fit to come and pull me out. I thank him and I love him so much. I love him so much, and that's pretty much wow. my story. I just wanted to you know, know that God is a deliverer. He will do it. He will do it. I'm a testimony.
0: Wow. Yes, sir. We're going to. I know. I I know. Nichelle has some questions because I wrote my answers, my information down too of everything I'm going to go through. But we are at our halfway mark. Not you did an excellent job. You did an excellent Thank job. Amen. We have a couple notes from our supporters. We're going to come back and we're going to dissect your, everything oh, you really said. Good. We're going to, you know, if yeah. you're listening live with the man in the mirror, with your host, Hezekiah oh, Montgomery, excuse me, and co-host, Michelle Johnson, we're having a live interview with our good friend, Minister Diane Harris, and she does have a jaw dropping uh, testimony Jesus. and um but again before we you know before we move on got a couple notes from our supporters music instructions for our learners inc where music knows no age if you're interested in music instruction such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons please contact us at 443 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors and please visit us on our new and improved website at www.neefowinc.org. Coming soon, the remake and rebranding of my first novel, Rediscovering Kai. Two years ago around this time, I redid the ebook. Well, now, well, a little over two years now, well, now, we're letting Tyshina Davis, a purposely created publishing, redo the paperback. And you're going to love it as much as I do. Be the first to go on to a, my branding page, which will be out soon. And um, if you be the first there, you'll get an autographed copy. Trust me, you're not, wanna, you're not going to want to miss this great new brand of Rediscovering Kai. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, and motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy Chicks of Boss Chicks, too not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss. We're going to take a brief break, and let's all be grateful for the new year and what God is doing in all our lives.
2: I want y'all to help us do it. Lift your hands. I'm grateful. Because I'm grateful, grateful, grateful. grateful praise, you, praise you, Lord. Lift your hands and say, Flowing from my heart.
0: We are back live with Man in the Mirror, with your host, Hezekiah Montgomery, and our fantastical co-host, who I know is extremely excited with her questions and stuff that's going on in her head right now, Michelle Johnson, That Was Grateful, which is a beautiful song by Hezekiah Walker, because we all should be grateful. And I will start off with the second part of Lamentations 3. I read 22 and 23. Here's 24, 25, and 26. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him, because Minister Diane said, you know, be still and know that I am God. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord." Um, If you're listening, if you want to listen, you can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash in dash the mirror. We are having a live interview with Minister Diane Harris, who has blessed us with her story. We all have questions. If you have any questions, press number one on your phone. You will be put in our queue. We will bring you on so you can actually get a chance to talk with this wonderful woman of God W-W-M-O-G Wonderful woman of God Alright, Nichelle, here's your chance
1: <laughs> You act like me, you know me well or something uh, Of course, I was over here That's just an awesome testimony I was trying to keep myself on meat 'cause Because I was over here agreeing with everything <laughs> You were Thank saying, you, oh my God. Yes, yes, God is just so awesome, and He is. You know, you were really talking about how He pursued you, yes. and 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 I think that that is, I think He does that for people. But what I what I wanted you to kind of touch on because you were you were hitting on some of it a little bit when you were talking about I was just in rebellion and saying things like that. But to people who, because you hear people speaking and they ask like, or they talk about how it's difficult to serve God. And we all go through our time where we may be, you know, the the prodigal son or daughter, we, where we may be away from him. But when people talk about that it's, it's difficult to serve him because, you know, these these rules and regulations and things they think they have to follow, and... It, it's like so not about that, and and you were really hitting on that with what you were saying. But I wanted to know what would you say to, you know, a person that says that. Well, you know, it, it all boils down to what I'm learning is it's the posture of the heart. God wants our heart, and you have to wholeheartedly want God because um, if you can't straddle a fence. You have to really go in. You have to really want him. I think a lot of people are just comfortable in the places where they are, and maybe they don't want to give up the things that they do. They want to make excuses, you know. But when you wholeheartedly want God, you go for God. And and and, I, and like I said, it's the posture. I believe without a doubt, it's the posture of the heart, you know. And how how bad do you want him? How bad do you really want God? I right. know. And I think a lot of times it's um, people just, they they don't know. And you kept saying that, too. I was like, she's hitting it right on the head when you kept mm-hmm. saying that you, you know, you didn't know him. And you were yeah. a, a, a PK. But right? yes. just saying, I didn't know him. But it's that getting to know him for yourself, like a like a best friend or, you yeah. know, or like what he is, which is our father. You know, how yeah. how much do we long to know our physical father? If our physical father is missing, we feel a void. That's and right. So, Amen. Yeah. So I think, you know, sometimes I was just, it was just blessing me. It was really blessing me because I was like, yeah, Praise that's God. what people don't get, that, that yeah. they, you know, they should be going after God like that because just like our physical father, it's a void. And so I yes. just thank you for, for you know, you talking about that because people always look at what they have to give up.
0: But, right, right. Know, exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: so Which is not a lot different.
1: when you... yes no.
2: <laughs> no, go ahead,
1: go ahead. No, I'm just saying, you know, when I was out there in the world like that, I enjoyed drinking. I enjoyed um, doing everything I did. I never slept around. I had always had long-term relationships the last guy i was with you know and i enjoyed those things but once you know god came he came through so heavy on me you know nothing else didn't matter anymore he became number one and 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 the posture of my heart shifted you know from the, the things that i was chasing out here in the world and what i was living for then it shifted because what god was doing for me was so much more deeper than what i was getting from anybody and um i i I, I, it's the posture of the heart. It's the posture of the heart. Woman of God.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay, my turn. Aha. All right. <laughs> but I like to back up. I'm the one. I'm the call. You know, I'm the one I like to back up. You know, again, we mentioned that you were a PK. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if our mothers or fathers want to do this because you know. Your mother had to, your mother gave you that option in the beginning when you said you could stay, or you can right. have the option to leave at twenty one, and you right. chose like the prodigal son to go out there and like, oh, it's on.
2: So right. You,
0: you decided to go out there. Now, what in your mind made you do that? Because it had to be something in your mind. Was it the rules and regulations of the home, or you know being in church almost twenty four seven, or was it a mixture?
1: I think it was like um, the, at home. I had a lot of free freedom at home. My mother didn't never question anything I did. You know, when I went out, she trusts me, um, <clears throat> which she shouldn't have because I was out there doing all kind of mess. You know, but she, I think she just <laughs> let me go because she <laughs> because she trusts me. And then I was a good liar too. I mean, I lied really good. I'm, God, thank you for uh, delivering me from that stuff. But um, so I think it was more so that I, I don't know because I did not want to go to church i didn't i had so much of the world in me until it was just over it had overtaken me it was it was just all i knew you know so to shift from that into church it'd have to take god It would have to take god and and that in that deep-rooted seed that was planted he had something he could work with somewhere along the line i told him yes you know but um but i enjoyed the things that i was doing out in the world I'm glad he he brought me out of it because some of it was self-destructive. You know, I was self-destructive, and um, but I think once you get used to something, it's like you you you're living this type of stuff on a daily basis. You that's all you know, you know. Right, because when I was right. released out of church, I wasn't thinking about nobody's church. My mother kept me in church when I was younger. As I became a teenager, you know, um, I look I listened a little bit, but my heart wasn't there, and and, and so it was oh. more so me catering to the world than it was the church. You know, because I was used to that. That's all I that's that's what I was used to after twenty one on out, that's all I was used to. So you know
0: my my question is somewhere down the line you got caught up in the world. You know, because if you've been in church all your life, somewhere down the line can you pinpoint that? Can you reflect back to say, okay, I was a and in church, born and, born and raised in a church, but somewhere down the line, you started s- slowly slipping into the yeah. way of the world or into the things of the world. You know, you know mm-hmm. that's something people, you know, people don't realize how cunning the, you know, the cunning Satan is. You know, somewhere down the line, he was pulling at your, he was pulling at your heartstrings because you used that yeah. word posture, You know now. But he was pulling at your heartstrings as well. Yeah. So give us an right. example of, if you can remember, because I know it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. and we all ain't no spring chickens anymore, but
2: give not us an example <laughs> of
0: where, when, when you when you realized that, hey, I'm not that person I was, you know, especially, you know, you know, born and raised in a church. A lot of people don't realize. You even said you, you was in church, but you weren't in church. Right. I mean, because you can say you was there. But you wasn't there. But I wasn't there. Right. You made the yeah. statement, I was in church but not saved. But, yeah. And then, you yeah. know, so give us a uh, just a little, little example of, hey, you know, when do you think that you were just being pulled in the opposite direction?
1: I was being pulled. Actually, I was being pulled in the opposite direction when my mother told me when she gave me the option, when she said, you can either stay or you can go. I, ordered, I instantly went out into the world. You know, and, and then they turned around and got me a car. I said, Lord <laughs> So they got me a car and I was I was out all the time. And I wasn't doing like like I said, I wasn't messing around with guys like that. It wasn't that I was just hanging out with my cousin, you know, we was snorting cocaine and we was smoking refund, drinking and you know, just doing all that dumb stuff. And um and I just got caught up in it. Thank God I never got hooked on it. You know, because I know that some people say they get you once you get that smell of coke, you know, that's it. But I, I bless God because I know he had his hands on me all these years all these years. He had me, even when I was out there doing my mess, he was watching me. He was just waiting for me to come home. He was just waiting for me to just just give it up. You know, and I so it was then, it was when she when she gave me my option. You know, and I and I was talking to a girl at work today, I said, Boy, I wish I knew then what I know now because I would have took a different route, but God knows. And that's why when I was coming, with my, coming up with my children, I didn't give them no option. No, ma'am, no, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I go to church, you're going to go to church, and you're not going to come out of church. And, I mean, Diana will tell you. I went around with them. know baby, I'm going to hurt
0: you before I let you get out of church. <laughs> oh, so you <laughs> weren't going to follow your mother's footsteps and like, what? give them
2: an oh, option. <laughs> I No, no, like, y'all are not coming out of, And there
0: was many times when Diana
1: didn't even want to go. I'm like, uh, no, no. You're going to get up because i, I got to get up and go. You so I kind of, like, stayed on them, you know, and it never pushed them away. It drew them in close, and I, I know everybody's different, you know, but then I was, my mother was not that strict like that with me. So because I knew what I did and how sneaky I was, I said, I wish y'all would. I wish you
2: would. <laughs> But I never had those problems out of them.
1: But I was actually looking for it because I said, you're my child. You know, but, um, no, no, I, I didn't give them that option. It was, no, we all going to church. And I, mm 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 Because I get attitude, you laying in here sleeping in his bed, and I'm going to church. No, ma'am, get get up, let's go. And I said, you better be ready by a certain time or you're going to go in your pajamas, but you're going to church. You know, so I was a little crazy.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: a little? But anyway,
0: um, so you basically, that was one lesson, that was the one greatest lesson that you learned because we all learn our lessons. And as you said, God was, God never left you because once we, you know, once we get, once we're part of Him and those seeds were planted, because you said those yeah. seeds were planted, then it's no way you can you can run. And um, I remember this play that came out many years ago. Your arms too short to box with God, Well, we right. try to run, but we can't hide. Yeah. The seeds are planted. That's right. If the seeds yeah. are planted. You know, all God is waiting for. He's the greatest gardener around. All He's waiting is for when the seed starts to really germinate and get, get deeper down inside the soil and start to, you know, you know rain. And when the rain comes and when the troubles come and the storms come, those storms come, those storms are just bringing water. And if those sort of storms are bringing water, that water, you know, is starting to help that seed to grow. So you weren't going but too far, you know. And that's why that tree yeah. came down each night. It's almost like the the call of Solomon. yeah. Um, or Samuel, I don't like to call it Samuel, yeah. and he kept Thank calling, you. and then Eli had to tell him what to do, and then at that same time he was just sitting there with you, and yes, you, kept it. you kept sitting there and you kept feeling it until yeah. you know it, it clicked that he was calling. Oh yeah, and I will say, yeah. I will say, I thought that was that was kind of funny. It's not so many people that are in their forties. And you were running amok. I mean you were yeah. just going crazy, you know, crazy at the age crazy, of forty. Sir. But <laughs> but the funny thing is it's never too late. You know you can be forties, fifties, sixties or seventies. As long as you make that decision.
1: That's right.
0: And turn away from your wicked ways, turn away from the, the ways way. of what you were doing. Turn away mm-hmm. from what you were doing. Then God God honored mm-hmm. that. Because he also knew that you had two children that you had to raise. You know, he knew, you know, you kept your children with you wherever you were. So he knew that you had to continue to raise those two girls. So Mm -hmm. they wouldn't want to, you know, have the same desires and try to do the same things that you did. And it's kind of funny because I always talk to, you know, teenagers and young adults, and they always tell their parents, well, I want to be able to make my own mistakes. And I always thought that was the strangest yeah, right? It's like <laughs> mm-hmm. so. I'm telling you, what's down the road? I'm telling you, the road is out. But you yeah. still want to drive your car down the road uh-huh. when the road is out? You still mm-hmm. want to go mm-hmm. off that hill to mm-hmm. kill yourself? Because I told mm-hmm. you the road is out. But I want to make okay. my own mistake, okay? Okay. Yeah. But mm. um, you have a testimony. You got a book
2: that you got to write too, so
1: that's all I'm saying. But um, <laughs> you, I, know, you know, man, that's I got all it. I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you got. Yes, I just, I, I just love the Lord. I do, and I, I, I love telling my testimony. No matter where I'm at, if somebody coming in my office, they're going to hear my testimony, because it's just, I just have to tell it. He's he, God is so amazing, and I just have to tell it. And you are right, you know, the the word said that if my people who are called by my name would would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then he'll hear from heaven. And, you know, so we have to, once once you get the posture of your heart, it's so easy to try to please God. It's so easy not to try. It's so easy to please God because you want to please him. You want to make him smile. You want to make him proud. You want to make him happy. You know, he becomes your number one focal point. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Everything else will fall in place.
0: Amen. Now, give Amen. us your, you know, which church are you at? And just give us, you know, you know, give us your information if people want to, you know, if you want to give your information, you know, so sure. if people want to contact you and get more information, or they may even want to go to you, you know, come visit your church. So, sure. or maybe want to come hear you preach, woman of God am oh, my! <laughs> well, we're,
1: um, I'm at Bethesda Temple International, and we're in Kensington, Maryland, and that would be um, 35, 3809 Farragut Avenue, um, in this in Kensington, Maryland. Again, 20895. And um, if anybody wants to reach out and get some more information, my, they can call my cell phone. It's 4435357960. And we welcome anybody down into the pool where the waters is truly troubling. And, um, you know, you're more than welcome to come out and experience the move of God because he is real and he is moving on all our behalf. All we have to do is reach out. All we have to do is reach out, open up your mouth and confess that Jesus is Lord, that he died for us, that, you know, that he's our Savior, and take it from there, you know, because God is waiting for us. He's waiting for his people. Amen,
0: amen. As we're winding down the little that's also, under...
1: sorry, And that's a, Apostle Avery Cotton, he's our pastor.
0: Amen. 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 And I'll make sure that Michelle puts all the information in the event page. Yes, uh we're winding down the last few minutes of the show. Michelle, any closing remarks, comments Because I know you're waiting.
2: am I'm, I'm good
1: over here, but I, I will read this um little piece of scripture right here. It says mm-hmm. uh in Hebrews three twelve, um through fifteen, take care, brethren that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. Amen. So that's that's some of it. But I just wanted to say, you know, if you if you hear the voice of God, and you hear and and we're not even going to go about how you might hear or how you know it's Him, because when we hear, we know it's Him. We know it's Him. Um, but when you hear Him calling you forward to fulfill your purpose in Him and to be His child and really live and walk in that, just don't harden your heart. Don't turn away. Listen, just open, basically just open your heart. And, and, you know, we get a little concerned, always worrying about what he's going to require of us and what we'll have to do and what we'll have to give up and what we'll, he didn't ask us any of that. He just asked us to yield our spirit and accept his son. And that, you know, and that's, that's basically all you have to do, and then he will work with you from there on. Just listen Amen. when you hear him. It's not about all this, that, and the other that we must do. We're looking forward into the future trying to figure out how we're going to get it all done, but we have to learn that God is, is the author and finisher of our faith, and so he is going to be the one that leads and guides us through the Holy Spirit to do whatever he has called you to do. And I thank you. I thank you, sis. I think I think you're on a delay, Hezekiah. But I thank you. I thank you, sis. You have blessed my soul today, Minister Diane. Yes, definitely. You have definitely made him proud today. Talking about how he pursued you, amen, and and got what he was pursuing, amen. So I'm thankful for that.
0: Thank you. Excellent. I, again, want to thank all of you who have been listening and, and you know, listening to our guest tonight as we had a wonderful interview with Minister Diane Harris. And as always, Minister Harris is now part of our Man in the Mirror family. We welcome you. Yeah. If you have thank any you more so questions much. and her information will be in our event page. And I, I, I will not go into anything else because we had a Fantastic interview You know this woman of God truly Gave us a delightful interview Tonight she told us her story And you know Hopefully you know this will be a book One day because again This (laughs) is what man in the mirror is all About real people Real stories Real overcomers People who have overcome So they can be able to give their testimony You can't have a testimony Unless you've been tested You won't have a testimony
1: That's right Amen
0: This is Hezekiah Hezekiah Montgomery Signing off And as always We'll see you At the mirror Amen